and welcome back to D-Cup, the Disney Channel unoriginal podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Moogan. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Great start. (laughs) A swing and a miss. (laughs) (laughs) I had to try it. Each week, we rewatch an original... I... Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, did Moogan Moogan throw you off your rhythm? Threw me off. Threw me for a loop. Okay. (laughs) Each week, we rewatch a Disney Channel original movie. We talk about it, good, bad, we joke about it, and then we attempt to put it on our ultimate DCOM ranking list. This week, we are watching the 2006 Socialist Moving Picture. Cowbells! (laughs) Sabrina, can you please hit us with a summary? Two spoiled sisters, Taylor and Courtney, are forced to work in their dad's dairy while he's away. When the business starts to go under after the company funds are mysteriously emptied, they must work together to find the solutions to save the dairy and its workers. Yeah. I'll say it. I'll say it right now. This movie is about eating the rich and (laughs) the redistribution of wealth. (laughs) Written by Bernie Sanders. (laughs) You're giving so much credit to this movie. (laughs) I know it makes me it, it, tick, it tickles me pink to do oh such things. Um, yeah, why don't we? Why don't we? Let's hop in. What What did you remember about this movie before we revisited it? Very similar to Princess Protection Program. Remember, like the bare basics of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I remembered Allie and AJ, of course, who led this movie and then Mm -hmm. they were two rich girls who then had to work in a dairy to learn a lesson and it didn't go well that's what (laughs) I wrote at the beginning I was like this is all I remember I don't have any specifics and there was a lot that I did not remember about this movie yeah I I also did not remember like specifics about the plot I knew the overview to the two rich girls have to go work in the in the yeah. dairy weird specific things i remembered was the stick shift i remember <laughs> Allie's character learning how to drive stick and then i also wrote down Allie delivers a calf question mark <laughs> oh don't even get me started i can't <laughs> i can't with this movie <laughs> i loved it i thought it was sweet okay <laughs> <laughs> Very excited, very excited for us to discuss this because I think we are diametrically opposed. Foes, truly. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That was tight. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. So this movie was written by Stu Krieger and Matt Dearborn. Stu Krieger, we have seen his work before. We will see it in the future. But just to recap, uh, he wrote Xenon, Smart House, Phantom of the Megaplex, and The Land Before Time. I will always drop that because I think it's cool. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, love love me some Stu Krieger movies. The other writer of this movie was Matt Dearborn, who was the creator of the show Even Stevens. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this one. It's it was like a little after our time, but it was the Disney XD show Zeke and Luther. He was the creator of that show as well. Do you remember that? I very vaguely remember. Yeah. That. 
Same. Very vaguely, but I was like, ah, yes. Yeah. I think they skateboarded or something. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Who knows? I do remember, like, Disney XD yeah. becoming a thing. And I was like, why is this, why does this feel like it's just Disney Channel marketed for boys? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it felt like, at least. Yeah, because, like, there were shows on it that weren't on Disney Channel. And I remember, like, Pair of Kings, Zeke and Luther was definitely one of them. Yeah. There were probably a couple cartoons. Yeah. But it just felt like, I don't know. I don't, I feel like there was definitely, like, a, a switch in that time where Disney Channel, like, started marketing Disney Channel for girls and Disney XD for boys. And I was like, why did we have to do that? Which I hate wholeheartedly. Yeah. Why did um, we have to do that? <laughs> I mean, all of the shows were great in our generation. Yeah. And, like, everyone could love them. Yeah. I could see maybe, like, Hannah Montana. Maybe, like, some young boys yeah. might not like Hannah Montana or Lizzie McGuire. But, like, I don't know. Even Stevens was a deliberately place. That's yeah. a raven. I feel like they're pretty gentle. Sweet Life shows. of Zack and Cody. Yeah. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. huge. Yeah, and that one, like, that one, the the stars of that show are two little boys, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like they had something for everyone. Yeah. I also, do you remember Toon Disney? You've, oh, that feels, like, really weirdly familiar, but I don't, I like, think that's have what actual re- memories That's what it. Disney XD replaced. Because, like, okay, I could be wrong, but, like, I remember growing up, Disney Channel was Channel 51. And then Channel 50 was Toon Disney, where I feel like they just mm-hmm. showed cartoon shows. Yes. Like House that of Mouse. That feels right. And like Brandy Was that Mr. for like Whiskers. little, little kids? No, because Playhouse Disney was for little kids. That, that which was then became Disney Junior. And it right. was just Disney Channel, but in the morning. And then I think it like... 11 o'clock or noon it switched over to disney channel thank god one of us has a working memory because i could (laughs) not tell you all of that information and i know know about it you know what's infuriating that is taking up so much space in my brain that could be used for more noble endeavors i I, my brain can't hold a person's name for more than 10 minutes so (laughs) i just i just hope for the best at this point I could have been a doctor, but instead I'm the host <laughs> of a Disney Channel podcast. <laughs> but do you love it? I do. So there you go. <laughs> That's true. The movie was directed by <laughs> Francine, <laughs> Francine McDougal. <laughs> oh, that was a fun little tangent. <laughs> it was. The movie was directed by Francine McDougal who you all might remember as the director of Go Figure, another movie that Sabrina hated and I liked. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, that's too true. (laughs) Oh, man. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, let's hop into this movie. I do have a little something I wanted to say before we kind of hopped into positives. This movie is the reason that I've never driven a stick shift. <laughs> you were and I realized it. that watching it, like it, it freaked me out as a kid. I was like, this looks too complicated. And I have steered clear ever since. I mean, the scene where the truck rolls into the pond or whatever. Mm-hmm. First of all, 
the the most Disney thing you can ever see is Sink in for a truck. something. Well, for something to wait until one of the actors says it's going to happen and then it starts happening when realistically yeah. it would have happened way earlier. Yeah. Also, um, like they really weren't on that big of an incline no. to where I feel like the park break being on. Like if she put it. Also, I'm not familiar with stick shifts, as we have stated, but like, don't you just put the car in park and then put the park brake on as like a safety I don't know with stick shifts. I'm also not familiar. Um, mm. I don't know if those are more important in stick shift vehicles, but it seemed like a relatively flat surface. It so was like a it rolling. Inclined. Like, and I don't know. I just felt like it happened really fast, but also way too late. Like, yeah. the minute she would have gotten out of that car, it would have started rolling. Yeah. But she, she was fully it. walked over to the guy and they had a conversation and then he mentioned it. And then it rolled. Very Disney of them. Yes. Yes. There were a lot of... They ticked some boxes, for sure. Y- yes. <laughs> yeah. um, but let's go ahead, hop into positives. Would you like to start? Sure. Um, so as... <laughs> as You're the Megan, worst. <laughs> as Megan has already stated, I was not a big fan of this movie. I was. Um, so, <laughs> okay, I thought I was going to be because I have memories from childhood of liking this movie. Yeah, um, oh, I, I loved big, this movie as a kid. Yeah. I had it on DVD. <laughs> I was a big Allie and AJ fan. So I had high hopes for this movie and those were dashed. So, so sad. <laughs> it's very unfortunate. And I'm not going to lie. I did have to reach for some positives on this one, but I found a few. I, so, I, have a, I have a good amount of positives. I'm, I'm interested to hear your side of it. Yeah. I don't know I mean, if I'm I also, being too harsh. Yeah. I also loved this movie a lot. I had it on DVD and I remember watching it like on road trips in the minivan DVD player. Interesting. <laughs> y'all, remember, y'all remember those? Oh, absolutely. That was my favorite thing about our car. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, mine too. Also, it would ruin our DVDs because you'd put oh, it in yeah. and then you'd hit a bump in the road and it would scratch the DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember one of my DVDs got stuck in the player and it was the most tragic day of my life because one, yeah. I lost one of my favorite DVDs and two, we couldn't watch movies in the car anymore. Yeah, it's it was awful. Man, we are we are real ADHD this episode, huh? <laughs> So true. We are so off track. (laughs) Go ahead with your first positive. So probably my, I guess, biggest positive of this movie is I liked the message. Can you tell it's taking a lot of me to... I can. Yeah. But I I did like the message. I liked, you know, like the thinking and helping like others and learning responsibility, breaking Mm -hmm. down their privilege, the community aspect of it. I I like that. I also thought like... great themes. Yeah. Yeah, I also like the family business theme. And I thought the overall message was great. So I'm going to keep it at that before I get into anything else. But okay. that is probably my biggest positive. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Support small businesses. Like that. that is something that I, I really like to 
promote in my daily life and like live by like sports ball small business shop local and like i don't you know i've nobody's perfect i like to go to target and tj maxx and taco bell but also like you know as as much as you can try to support small business and shop local and i really liked that aspect of it and i i'm trying to start see which positive i want to start with i'll just i'll start pretty generic i thought the performances were good i didn't really i thought some of the mean girls were but I liked Allie and AJ. I liked Allie specifically. More towards the latter half of the movie, I liked her performance. Like the, I think, you know, they they played up the prissy rich girl a little too much, but also they're young and I think part of that's writing. Um, I mean, on that topic, I felt kind of opposite. I really mm. liked AJ in this movie. Really? And I thought she was... Pretty, I did like, think she was good too. actor throughout the whole thing. Now I agree. I think they the writing did not help, especially mm. Allie, because she was more the front runner of this movie. Yeah, than AJ, AJ didn't have as much screen time, but I did think AJ was funny in the moments that she needed to be funny, and yeah. I liked I liked her arc. I do have some negatives about her arc specifically, but we'll get to that. Yeah, later. but I I personally thought. AJ had to step up over Allie in this one. And I don't know if it's all like because of writing. And I, I do mention that in my negatives is the writing. Yeah. And specifically at the beginning of this movie, when they are like the prissy rich girls, it's just very stereotypical, very over the top and very dramatic, yeah. which is kind of on brand for Disney. But I was just kind of ta- like, it was like off putting to me for this one. But I personally thought AJ did a great job throughout. I also like the dad. I thought yes. the dad, I, some of the writing of the dad, you know, doesn't make sense. Cause like, I think, I think the actor made the dad very likable and mm-hmm. he, I thought that he just did a fantastic job. And I think it, it went against the writing in that I was like, how does this guy who I think is so great have two daughters this spoiled? So like, that's yeah. where there was like a little bit of a disconnect, but honestly, I thought the dad was really good. I thought it was real funny when he busted in their rooms with the trumpets playing Reveille. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, I agree with you. Like, how did it get to this point when this Mm -hmm. man has been raising his two daughters and they are completely opposite of what it seems like his values are? But also he Um, loves his kids a lot. He does. So I could see like him just wanting to provide a good life and making them happy and then not seeing how bad it is until like all these things pile up at once. Right. No, it definitely does make sense. But I did like the dad a lot. I also loved the, I, I don't remember her name, but the woman who sang in the band, who was also yes, like a worker. Who she was kind of like the head of, I'm going to look up her name on IMDb. She, we deserve to say her character's name. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> she I deserves cannot, to say it. I can't either. What is her remember. name? Fran. I like Fran. Fran. Loved her. Yeah. She was so sweet. So like caring Mm-hmm. And compassionate to these girls. Yes. When there were a lot of adults in that business Ooh, that, that were complete assholes to these we, girls. Okay, so that let me get into my next positive on this note, which has okay. an asterisk connected to a negative. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I liked the workers in the movie. I I enjoyed seeing that. I can't really think of any other decoms where we see adults who are blue collar workers who are very vocal about I live paycheck to paycheck. 
And this yeah. is very like these things are not just like trivial. It I could lose my house. I can't send my right. daughter back to college. I could lose like rent. I could lose my apartment. Yeah. And I really liked seeing a movie for kids that focused on blue collar workers. I thought yeah, that that and- was really cool. And I liked the whole um, no free labor, you know, because like I think as a kid, I was like, well, why won't they just like do it to help the factory? Like, I don't get it. But now <laughs> that's my motto. If, I, if I'm at work and I clock out for my break, I'm not moving for anything. Yeah. <laughs> no, no free labor. <laughs> when I clock out, I'm done. I'm out very quickly. Yeah. Um, and like, I'll, if asked, I will stay clocked in and help out. But like, yeah, that's the thing, you know? Yeah. I also really liked the fact that they talked about, you know, what ramifications not getting the, those paychecks and not having the business stay open would cause for all of these people. And there were a lot of workers, like a lot of extras in this movie, yeah. which I think helped a lot. Vocal too. It wasn't yeah. just like, this is a unit character. We saw a lot of them talk. And I liked the scenes where they were asking them, like, please just go back to work. Trust us. And they were like, why should I trust you? Why should I work for free? Yeah. I loved it. Which it was very is what you should be asking. And I also think it gives kids the opportunity to see families like theirs. A lot of kids Mm -hmm. have parents or aunts or uncles who work in big factories like that or in plants and that is their life and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what could happen to them and so it also just gives a perspective that I don't feel like we've really seen from and on the on the other side of the coin for that point you could have kids who have lives like Allie and AJ in this movie and they could be seeing some maybe some of their classmates lives through a different lens like they don't understand yeah so this could be you could be seeing this like life that you don't understand for the first time so i think it it does it does double duty there it's a two charter if you will (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) i'll just ignore it we'll go on let's see what's another positive do you have Um, another positive you want to bring up the only one that i haven't already brought up is the red Mustang. I think it was a Mustang. Sick. Dope car. And it was in beautiful condition. (laughs) And they Um, didn't wreck it. (laughs) Yes, and they didn't wreck it. Thank God. Um, But I was like, wow, that's a gross car. (laughs) But this car, safe. (laughs) Yeah, truly. I, I do have something on that car point later, but I just need to get out there that that car was beautiful. I loved it. Okay. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up some of my positives and see how you feel. Maybe you'll agree. Maybe you won't. Okay. I have some little ones, and then I think I have like one other uh, bigger one, a smaller one. I loved that Taylor was a math whiz. I liked that she wasn't just a dumb a dumb girl. Yeah. <laughs> like she and it, of course it was through shopping, but if that's like if that's her lens, fine. But I liked that she was intelligent in the realm of math. Because most yeah. movies, the characters are just, like, stupid. <laughs> That's true. I also, I, I do think they kind of used that as a way to then transition her into becoming, like, 
the business kind of side or like the business character when they step up to help the business. I didn't personally think that was like super seamless, but I was like, at least Mm -hmm. they had something like it wasn't like super like one. I could also definitely see like Taylor taking over the business. Yeah. She's older. And I I would love to see that. I loved the band in the the band. Yeah. I thought the band was great. Anytime they play, and I liked. I also liked that it wasn't just a one and done thing. The band played a mm-hmm. lot, and anytime they did, I loved it. My little heart soared. They were fun, and they were good. They were an interesting yeah. band. I have one question: Did they just carry their instruments in that microphone with an amp around everywhere they go? <laughs> I'm just well, curious. I mean, it's a great, great gig. Well, I mean, you can just set up anywhere. It. Because, okay, I think the band played at least three times, and I can only think of two. One was in the cafeteria at lunch, which makes sense that they Mm -hmm. would have their instruments because they explained it. They were like, oh, your dad thought that this would be fun, which I thought that was really, I liked that inclusion. I was like, it shows that the dad isn't just like a mindless CEO. He is very like in the factory with the workers. And then they were at like a, a party. So that made sense. The the one that didn't, and this is where I wrote this note, is at the end when they're outside the factory after they finished doing everything and then they randomly started playing. And I was like, when did they set up? When did they decide we're going to play here and now? Well, I was like, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe they, because they were at the factory because they left from the party that they were already playing at. So maybe yeah, but they why just, would they bring the stuff to the factory? Maybe they just had to pack it up. They packed it up real quick because they were like, then we don't have to come back and get it later. I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I like uh, I'll give it yeah. to you. Like it's fine. I was yeah. just like, I this is yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah. I liked, I thought it was cute at the end when Taylor, or not Taylor, when Courtney, who's played by AJ, mm-hmm. gets her spotlight dance and they used the truck headlights as the spotlight. I thought that was just cute. Yeah. So this is a bigger one. And this is probably my last one, I think. I thought that the plot device of Taylor giving away Courtney's money caused uh, a good conflict that I thought was very interesting. So for those who didn't rewatch the movie or maybe don't remember, quick and dirty overview. The dad's business partner has stolen all of the money from the company and tried to pin it on the dad while he was on a trip in a remote part of the amazon rainforest because he because he likes butterflies that was funny um, he collects butterflies which i mean it's it's interesting yeah. it's it is an interesting different yeah. yeah so this man has stolen all the money and they the workers realize it and that's when they're like are all of our checks bounced we can't afford to work for free and so they are like they are going through the ringer trying to like figure this out now meanwhile a subplot of this movie is that courtney is going through cotillion and her dad has given her $25,000 for that- her cotillion party. Okay, I need I need you to we know. We have to talk about this. When I heard that number, I, I said, screamed. I said that's almost as much as I paid for college in student loan debt. Like that's yeah. almost my student I was like, "What do you mean? Like 25,000 for yeah. a single party?" They dropped prices in this movie and every price they dropped, I was like, are you kidding me? Because in the very beginning, in the $10,000 for flowers, $10,000 for flowers, for flowers. Yeah. And then in the beginning, AJ 
Courtney buys her dress for Cotillion and the woman at the front desk is like, it's a thousand dollars. And I went a thousand dollars for a dress. And she was like, oh, that's actually like lower than my budget. And I was like, what? but yeah, no, when they said $25,000 and that was just Courtney's share, there were three yeah. other girls in the Cotillion and they all had to give $25,000. Yeah, I literally, I was like, I just bought a car for less than they would be spending on these flowers. So, like, I don't, yeah. I can't fathom having this much money to Insane. just throw at a party. Insane. So, anyway. Crazy. Courtney has the $25,000 budget for her party in the bank that her father has given her. And Taylor brings up to Courtney, hey, what if we used your party money to pay the salaries of the workers until dad gets back and we can figure this out? so that the dairy doesn't go under and these people don't lose their livelihoods. And Courtney is like, no, that's not fair. You've already had your cotillion. So like, you don't have a, like any stakes in this. It's not fair of you to ask me to give up my, like my coming out party, which I guess means something very different now. But like, I guess she's a debutante. I've, I've known people who do cotillion. I didn't think it was that expensive, but I guess this is more Southern and more rich. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> not my lifestyle. Yeah. Let me but tell anyway, you. <laughs> so Allie or Taylor respects that. Later in the movie, Taylor then sees how things are getting worse and she takes it upon herself to go to the bank and she just takes the money from Courtney's account and pays all the salaries without telling Courtney. And then they find out they get in a fight. I thought that that was an interesting conflict because I can see, I think that, Taylor taking the money without telling Courtney messed up. Courtney mm -hmm. not volunteering the money messed up. But I do kind of see her point of view. Her sister has gotten this big party. It's like kind of a rite of passage for their family. It sucks. That would suck for you to have to yeah. give it up. But also, you know, think about someone else. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like that was one thing that I probably should have written down. I had it as like a question more mm -hmm. than like a like positive or negative because I was like, I like this. I think it's interesting. And I think it's yeah. a good conflict to have. But because I am the same way where I'm like, I can see how it's like, kind of crappy yeah. from both ends. But it's also mm -hmm. like, you need to help these people and like, you need yeah. to but think felt, of others. It felt realistic in that Courtney's 15, 14. Yeah. It like that would be hard to ask yeah. a girl who has been dreaming of this. She saw her older sister do this. Like, yeah. I mean that I, I, I empathized with Courtney's position. Absolutely. And so like, I, I thought that it, it created an interesting conflict where I wanted to, I wanted Courtney to give up the money of her own accord. And I do think that it was wrong of Allie to take the money from her, but she did it for a noble cause. Like it helped people out. So I just, I thought that it created like a, this moral gray area that I enjoyed in a decom. I also think it's especially interesting that Courtney brings up that Taylor is her name is only on that account because their dad knew that she was better at math than Courtney mm -hmm. was. And so in reality, like Taylor almost didn't have the opportunity to be able to take that money. If her name hadn't been on that account because she happened to be good at math, like mm -hmm. she would have not been able to do that. And that like small little fact, I was like, 
no wonder Courtney feels so betrayed. Because, like, that was yeah. in her account. That was her money. Yeah. And Taylor just took it. Mm-hmm. And she really didn't have any right to do that. It wasn't her account. It wasn't her money. But yeah. then, again, she's doing it for a good cause. She's so it's doing just like, it for the right re- She's doing what Courtney should be already doing. Right. But, but Courtney's because, young and yeah. Yeah. learning these life lessons as she goes. And... Like you said, I feel like anyone at like 14 or 15 and in that position mm-hmm. would also feel very hesitant to do something like that. Yeah. And especially um, like the little sister who has seen her sister do it, go through yeah. this cotillion and she wants that same thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It felt realistic and I enjoyed the moral gray area there. Yeah. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. Also, uh, my last one, mean girl falls in a pool in a pretty dress. Classic. classic disney did we just watch this yes we literally did (laughs) we need a tally of all the movies where like a mean girl falls in a pool or gets something dumped on her like in a moment where she is supposed to be very pretty yeah classic disney we like we have we we have to have a tally of that (laughs) consistency yeah so uh why don't we pop on over to to some negatives Okay. Do you want to start or shall I? You go ahead. Okay. The adults in this movie dump on these girls (laughs) the whole movie. They really do. (laughs) They are awful to them. It's crazy. It is actually crazy. This was my, my asterisk on the positive of me saying I liked the workers in the movie, which I did. However, these grown adults are so mean to these teenage girls. They are calling them out. They are being so out of rude. Pocket. They're like, not even like letting them speak. No. And it's it's more than them just like telling them how it is. There are moments where they are like actively trying to hurt their feelings. <laughs> They're bullying these teenage girls. They these really full are. grown adults. Like they could have chilled a little bit. Yeah. Like it especially that one guy. I think his name was yeah. Thomas, who like worked with them. Yeah. He was terrible. Just an awful human being and to them. It, it makes sense for like Jackson, who plays Allie's or Taylor's love interest. It makes sense for Jackson to bully them. Because they're the yeah. same age. But it's different when the adults do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just very weird and kind of And it of was funny. like, it, it was funny. a handful of adults too. Like it wasn't a just handful. one or two. Like it was a handful of so them. So many. And it's not even just like at the beginning. Up until the end of the movie, yeah. they are still just beating these girls. They rip them a new one often. Yeah, no, it's truly ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. I also thought that Bob was too obvious of a snake. I wish we could have had a little bit more who, like what actually happened to Mystery. the money before we find yeah. it. I, I completely agree with that. And I can go into from that my biggest negative. Yeah, I do agree that I wish there was more mystery in that. Like they they were like, oh, the dad stole the money. Oh, Bob's gone. Oh, he stole the money. Like it was yeah. right back also, to back. I and I was like, it, that's not interesting. From the first scene, I called it. Like just the way yeah. that he was acting. I was like, okay, this guy's a snake. Yeah. And then they didn't give it any time or yeah. any like weight yeah. at all. Um, I will say I liked that Bob got away with it though. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Like, in most DCOMs, like, you know, the bad guy gets 
you know, he gets his own and there's justice in the end. And there was no justice in this. Like, no. he he ran with the money and he got away with it. And I, I thought that was different. I liked it. Yeah, I just wish they did more with that overall. But yeah. going into my biggest negative. Yes. There were way too many subplots in this movie. Way too <laughs> much going on. I was like, we need the business, like the girls in the business, and then the cotillion because of the money. Everything else can go. I was like, we can maybe keep Jackson because his family helps with the business. Everything mm -hmm. else, like, I don't think we needed Courtney's <laughs> romance with the foreign exchange student. Also, the kid yeah. who was hosting the foreign exchange student was very weird. Yeah. Um, you didn't like also, the pregnant cow? No, that, the cow birthing <laughs> scene? Why? Why was it needed? It did, And they were like trying to show that Taylor has some empathy or like some sort that of like feeling. She is feeling. becoming grounded. She's coming back down to earth. She it did, hugged that slimy cow and kissed it and she didn't even care that it was slimy. I hated it. I was like, there, <laughs> there could be a better way that's more relevant to this entire story than this cow giving birth. I um, agree with you. There are too many subplots, but I did like the cow. I, I also think we could have cut a decent amount of Courtney's friends. I think we really only needed that one conversation about them like kicking her out or like the money, but I didn't like them the rest of the time. I was like, I don't need you. Like you are not a focus. The mean um, girls, like the other girls in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I really think like if they had like tightened up the plot line, I feel like it would have been a lot more interesting and they would have had time to give more like mystery to who mm -hmm. stole the money or more time to develop Taylor becoming more sympathetic to the workers and wanting to help them out. And because that was a little quick too, in my opinion, it kind of seemed like a 180. Do you think that the only reason we had this Courtney subplot with the Ford Exchange student is because they wrote that Allie got to have a kiss in the movie and AJ was like, but I want one too. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I also, okay. I want to ask you a question because I, I feel a certain way, but I don't know if it was just me. Do, did you feel at the beginning of the movie that Taylor was going to be the one that turned into like the good kind person who turned everything around? Taylor Or did was. you feel like, no, no, no. Or did you feel like Courtney was going to? Oh. Like at the beginning of the movie? At the beginning of the movie? It's hard because I kind of remembered that Taylor was the one. Oh, okay. I didn't. But I did not feel like Taylor was going to be the one to turn around because I thought she was like super manipulative at the beginning. And I liked that seemed... driving scene though. The driver's test scene. I thought it was funny. I mean, it was very like telling of yeah. her character. But I like from Courtney talking to her dad and like I felt a little more like openness and yeah. caring from Courtney's character. So I was expecting her to turn. And so then it was weird when she didn't, but I understood. But I kind of like because it Because of though. the money. I kind of like it though, that like, we don't expect Taylor to be the one. And then she does. I, I felt like it was a little jarring for me. Because mm. I was like, okay. there was nothing in the beginning that made me feel like she could be like this at this point. Yeah. Like I there was not that. a super like, obvious transition into this like it did feel a yeah. little more like I think like I said before the math was really the only thing that well I think and I think seem... they tried to plant that with Jackson kind of like telling her like hey you're prissy and you have never done anything so I can yeah, but I she came back that. at him yeah. <laughs> she called him names too and she was like okay yeah. why was he <laughs> so, holding that pig 
because they were like, you're a farmer, hold a pig. <laughs> I was like, why is the like, boy just holding a pig? What's that, he doing that's, with it? That's another thing. I mean, just <laughs> overall, d- no. <laughs> I, I just can't with like the farming stuff because it's just, it's the most Disney version of yeah. what this business would be. Yeah. And I like, I don't know a lot about it, but I do come from a family of like farmers mm-hmm. and that just ain't it. i just can't yeah Um, there it was very interesting because they had a lot it looked like jackson's farm had a lot of cows and a lot of like land and it was interesting to me that there it was only him and his dad that we ever see working there yeah (laughs) also speaking of unrealistic parts of this the business as the business is going down like when the The money is stolen Oh, yeah, the dairy. I was like, okay, where are the business managers? Where's the finance department? This is a huge company. It was that guy. The the single guy. There was no one else in the finance department. He yeah, because I think that I think that it's supposed to like be a small business. I don't think it's supposed to feel like a, a big corporation. I think no, it I is didn't like, think it was a, a corporation. Business. Yeah, but there would have been more than one person. That place is huge and has a lot of people. I really don't think there would be one person in a finance department. Maybe I'm wrong. Y'all can yeah. call me out. I don't care. But it just felt like where are the people trying to There's only look like at all of 50 the fifty workers, right? I don't know. There were a lot. I mean, from the look of the extras, I was like, Yeah, this is this is a yeah, bigger I think business we're supposed to believe that it is just that one guy. Okay. I just I don't know. I felt like there should have been more people in the business side rather than the employee side. Like or not the employee yeah. side, but like But the, I think that's also like the the three business people are the one accountant who does the payroll, Bob who steals all the money, and Reed the dad. So I think those are the three people who run the business side. Okay, I mean it just felt it just felt weird to me. Yeah, because I was like, I, I get it. Like I'm, I'm just trying to explain person. it. I'm not trying to be like you're wrong. I'm trying to like make sense of it in my head. Yeah, I mean, I like I get that that's how they painted yeah. it and that's how they like planned it and two of the three were gone. So yeah. that's why it was so stressful. Mm-hmm. I just felt like that place was huge and had so many employees. I feel like there would at least be one or two more people mm-hmm. that could look at the books and like look at yeah more of the heavier business side of things. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's interesting that you said there are two mixed subplots because a negative I've had, I had was I would like to see more of Heather and her family. Heather was Courtney's friend whose dad worked at the dairy. And so their family is not rich, but Courtney and Heather are still friends. And we really, we don't, we don't see Heather that much. We kind of see more of her dad talking to them and like Mm -hmm. being nice to them in the dairy. But we later see like a scene where Heather's mom is making her dress for the cotillion and her, she and Courtney kind of have a moment where Courtney, that was kind of Courtney's come to Jesus moment, which leads me yeah. into another negative was I wish Courtney had a stronger come to Jesus moment. Like it just yeah. felt like very quick. I don't know. Maybe, feel- but maybe if we had had more of Heather and her family, it could have felt stronger. Yeah, I feel like on that point with Heather, if they would have included her and her family more and Courtney could have seen more of that, it could have been like a slower process of like, oh, wait, I'm realizing like this is my close friend who like her dad works for my dad and realizing what those families are actually like and seeing it firsthand. And then her come to Jesus moment, I feel like would have been more of a payoff. This was just like a very quick scene 
Yeah. And it, it just kind quick. of felt rushed. Yeah. Yeah. I also hated that they had hair hanging out of their hair caps all the time. One of my first fashion notes is on the the hairnets, so I'll leave it till then. But yeah, um, I just I was like, I, I didn't ridiculous. put it in fashion because I was like, this is a health hazard. No, like, why are they wearing? And it's supposed to make them still look cute and pretty. So they they have their hairnets, but they always have like one little strand, like up, yeah. like two perfectly curled curls hanging yeah. out of their their hairnet to frame their faces. And I was like, this this can't be. We we can't yeah. have this. <laughs> I I said before that I was going to come back to the car. So I want to make sure I make this statement. Yes. Taylor could have sold her car for so much more money and it would have been infinitely more helpful to the business because that car was in mint condition. It was just yeah. all fixed up. Like she sold it for $9,000. Are you kidding? Yeah. That car could have been so much more money which would have helped sustain the business longer. Mm-hmm. I just, that was one thing that I was like, girl, why did you rush that? Like, why did you do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she wanted it to go to somebody who she knew would take care of it because it is like a special car. It's her her deceased mother's car. So that, that's the only thing that I could think of, but you're right. <laughs> but in when she was talking to the guy who fixed it up, he was the one who fixed it up. He works at the dairy. And she was like, I just need the money. Like... And he was like, I only have $9,000. Like, you can get much more for this car. And she was like, well, no, I just want the money. And I was like, he's telling you (laughs) that you can get more money. Why are you doing this now? And he, like, and what I liked about this actor was that he was, like, genuinely surprised. He was like, okay, I can give you nine (laughs) for it. And he was like, cool. Like, you could tell. He was like, I was not expecting to get this car for that little money. So that was realistic. But I, it just infuriated me because I was like girl you could help so much more if you just went outside and got someone else yeah but I digress Mm -hmm. do you have any more negatives no I think I have exhausted all my negatives at this point okay well let's go on to fashion okay speaking since we just were talking about the hairnets something that absolutely like I was fuming I got so angry that they kept doing this why did they put Courtney's hair accessories on the outside <laughs> of the hairnet. Why? She so cute. <laughs> no. That, first of all, th- that can fall off of your hairnet and into your, whatever yes. you're working on. Yeah, it's so also, can all the, the chunky dumb. earrings that they're wearing. Yes. And I was like, the chopsticks through the hairnet, the mm-hmm. scrunchie on the hairnet. I was like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, this looks ridiculous and it's not safe it's not like you can't be wearing stuff like that in this place it just infuriated me every time i saw it i was like there was no need for this (laughs) yeah some of my fashion notes the unbrushed curls classic yeah classic 2006 like absolutely just complete they they had a curling wand in a dream (laughs) (laughs) that's about it (laughs) yeah it was it was a mess also the the chopsticks in the hair was yeah. very, it, I re, uh, I don't know. I saw Spider-Man 2, or is it Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 1, where Mary Jane is also wearing something like that. But I was like, this was very of the of time. The time. Yeah. Like the like the silk, um, like Asian-inspired prints yeah. with the, like the shirt and then the chopsticks in the hair. I was like, whoo, 
We don't see this anymore, and I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. Thank God that yeah. does not happen anymore. Um, um, and um, then Allie's tiny vest from the first scene. <laughs> the vests in the early 2000s and, like, mid-2000s tiny. were, like, they were a huge fashion statement, but tiny pieces of fabric. So small. So small. But speaking of big pieces of fashion, the big necklaces and the giant useless belts. The they made their appearance. Necklace. Oh, yeah. And not just the giant useless belts, the giant useless belts that ride so low. Like they are on their cooters. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, especially when she was wearing or when Taylor was wearing the like yellow skirt. And then there was like this big belt that came from like one side of her hip down to like past yeah. halfway down her thigh. And it was just hanging there. And I was like, like if that's she's not sat doing in a chair, anything. If she sat in a chair, she would sit on her belt. I just can't see how that yeah, was comfortable. I and it. I don't see, really see how it stayed on her body. Yeah. Cause like your belt will rest on your hips. But they were way off her hips. I don't know. But I did like yeah. that outfit uh, aside from the belt. I wrote that down. I liked Allie's jean jacket and long yellow skirt. I thought it was a cute fit. If she just got rid of that belt that was belt. on her butt. <laughs> yeah. I also want to bring up, I think this was also a Taylor look, which was very middle school. Like I remember like very much a big thing in my middle school was the Bermuda shorts with the fancy <laughs> tank tops. Yeah. That was a huge look when we were younger. And Mm -hmm. seeing it, I had like flashbacks. Yeah. Especially the Bermuda shorts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So would you like to hear some fun facts? Absolutely. Okay. The budget for this movie was $5 million. That is interesting. I don't know how I feel about that, actually. I don't either. I'm still trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> is that normal for DCOMs or more than I don't DCOMs? know. I can't always find the budget, but I did see this on Wikipedia. So, yeah. I don't know. I, th- I feel like that's probably like a standard DCOM budget. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like... Correct. I feel like we talked about how throwing it back to Halloween Town, we talked they about it... Four million. They said, or They said it was going to be... Like a, a higher more. budget, and then it mm-hmm. ended up being four million or something, or the mm-hmm. opposite. I can't remember which way it went. Yeah. So maybe that is yeah a, like average amount. Yeah, huh. I'm not sure. But the movie was inspired by The Simple Life, which was the TV show that Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie yeah. had in around this time. Like I think it ran until 2007. So like this was 2006. This was peak. Like that was kind of like the thing that was in the zeitgeist. So even though I felt like the story wasn't super unique, I, I still liked it. It was pretty basic, but I liked it. And learning that I was like, okay, this probably was a big hit because it was in the zeitgeist. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Ali Mashaka got her driver's permit just so she could do the driving scenes in this movie. So she had to get that for the movie. And then my most fun fact is... As of May 10th, 2019, Allie and AJ revealed they're trying to work on a sequel. Stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, a choice, but okay. See, I love Allie and AJ. I just, hopefully it'll, if they do make it, it'll be better. (laughs) I think they want to make it probably more grown. 
because they are grown. Well, I'm wondering if they're going to do it as like their characters, like they are playing themselves again Mm -hmm. as adults with kids or if it's going to be them with the business. Yeah, I would I would like to see it as it's them with the business or it's maybe Taylor is running the business and Courtney is like off traveling the world or whatever. But I can 100% see them just doing the same movie twice with their kids being them. (laughs) That's what I'm worried about. If it's going to be another DCOM or another like Disney movie, that's most likely what they're going to do because it's for kids. Also, like it's not happening. They're just trying. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, here's to hoping they do well. Yeah. Um, Because I want the best for them. Yeah. Yeah. So they're working on this sequel but like what else are they doing actually i can tell you that (gasps) whoa (laughs) so we're gonna start with ali mashaka who played taylor in this movie she started acting at the age of five in church productions her role as keely in phil of the future is her first credited role wow iconic yeah truly and that led her into Cowbells once that series ended. Okay. Since then, she has been a part of many TV series, including Hellcats, Two and a Half Men, I, Zombie, and The Good Doctor, as well Mm -hmm. as films such as Easy A, Grown Ups 2, Sequoia, and Sand Dollar Cove. Her and her sister AJ obviously have a great music career with their band, Allie and AJ, and they have recently made a comeback in the past couple years. Allie's most recent project is a film called Killing Winston Jones, which has been filmed but has yet to be released. Hmm, and moving like on it. to AJ Mashaka, who I found out with this movie that her name is Amanda. Never. What? Her name her is Amanda name, Joy. <laughs> her legal name is not AJ? I, like, I saw the credits on Cowbells and I was like, Amanda? And I was like, oh, that must be AJ. <laughs> and I felt really dumb, but like I had never heard or seen her name other than AJ anywhere. Yeah. Even on Disney, they promoted her as AJ. Yeah. So I was like, Amanda? <laughs> Who's Amanda? <laughs> anyway. Amanda's the third, uh, the third Mashaka sister that they keep in the basement. <laughs> it's like the Frankie Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, or like Poot Lovato. <laughs> 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 so let's let's start with AJ. She too started in church productions when she was young. Her first credited role was in the TV series Passion in 2002 and had appeared in numerous TV series before Cowbells, including Birds of Prey, The Guardian, and General Hospital. She has also been a part of many films, including Super 8, The Lovely Bones, Gracie Unplugged, Support the Girls, and We Paw Way for Now alongside her sister Allie. So they have done another movie together. And that was pretty recently, I believe. I can't remember the exact year, but some of... Wasn't wasn't she also in Secretariat? She was. She was in Secretariat. Yeah. She has a lot. And I was telling Megan before this, I put in my notes that I thought AJ had a little better acting chops in this movie mm-hmm. than Allie did. And I was a little nervous saying it. So I was like, mm, well, I don't know. Maybe it's just a script. But then looking at her IMDb, I was like, she did so much before this movie that it makes sense that she yeah. would have more experience because Allie's was just Phil of the future. Yeah, which is crazy because in my head, 
Well, as a kid, I was like, Allie has the acting career and she's bringing AJ along with her because right. of Philip the, the Future. And then she was also in the movie Now You See It. Or Now You yeah. See Now You See It? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like so I-, I thought that this was like bring your sister to work day. No, I, I thought the same thing, especially growing up. But then seeing her IMDb, I was like, oh, she had a full separate, like outside of Disney acting career. Crazy. And I would have never expected it. Yeah. Um. So some of her more recent credits, and she's still acting, still doing mm-hmm. it. She was in the ABC series Schooled. She was in the Goldbergs. And she d- has done some voice acting work in Steven Universe and <gasps> She-Ra and the Princess I do of remember Power. that. I remember her from Steven Universe. Yeah. That's a good show. And of course, they're both still a part of Allie and AJ. And their most recent album was put out in 2022. And I'm going to say the album that's now. <laughs> yeah. That's now. Yeah, very recent. Oh, I have to listen to it. I'm going to see the album title, but it's very long. So I'm going to put quotes around it so you know when I'm done. Okay. So the album title is, quote, a touch of the beat gets you up on your feet, gets you out and then into the sun, end quote. Say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have to? (laughs) It's just, I have never seen an album title that long in my life. Uh, a choice, a choice, yeah. but I have not listened to it. I do want to. I have always loved Allie and AJ yeah. as they, musicians. They took a break from music for like 10 years, right? They did. I believe it was 2017 that they came back and yeah. released some music. I need to give so, a listen. I loved I loved their stuff when they were younger. I loved Woe. And Woe was huge. That I mean, potential breakup song would be too. Obviously like, potential breakup song. And their yeah. new explicit potential breakup song. <laughs> oh, I listened to that so quick when it came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then also their their cover of Walking on Sunshine. Great. Oh, yeah. It's iconic from our childhood. Which I, um, as a child, didn't know it was a cover. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that they were geniuses. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And finally for AJ, her most recent acting credit is also on the TV series The Good Doctor. The good doctor. So, okay. Still cool. still going. I'm happy for them. Me too. I'm glad they're coming back. And I mean, it seems yeah. like they've been acting throughout all this time too, but I'm glad they're coming back with their music too. And they're all yeah. still, still working. Yeah. I love that they're like besties too. Two sisters. Yeah. Still making music together. I love it. I, I thought it was so cute that they have been in another movie together. Yeah. Yeah. I love when yeah. siblings star in movies together. It's always yeah. a rob. Yeah. I I kind of hope, and this is just a me thing, but I kind of hope because Cowbells was like both of their first like movies, mm-hmm. I kind of hope their last movie that they ever do is like together. Like I, I hope it's kind of like a bookend thing. I know that's kind of dark, but I think that would be cute. <laughs> Who knows? They may retire in five years. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I want the sequel to Cowbells to be made when they're 80. I would love that. Yeah, give it to me then. <laughs> give it to me then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll wait, but I really bookend it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's time for us to wrap up our thoughts into a nice little bow and try to figure out where to put this on the ranking. Okay. So would you like to start? Let's pull it up. I think you should start. You have more strong opinions than I. Okay. I mean, I just was not 
the biggest fan of this movie. I I had I didn't have a lot of expectations going into it, but I guess I thought like I loved it as a kid and I loved Ali and AJ, so it like can't be that bad. But I throughout the movie I was just kind of disappointed and confused. And it made me kind of sad, to be honest. But I do think like there are some good things. I I love Ali and AJ, and I do think they did pretty well in this movie, considering it was like both of their first movies too. Loved the dad, loved the few good adults <laughs> in yeah. this movie. And I also think the messaging was great. You mm-hmm. you got to see a different side that you don't see in a lot of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's one of those lessons that will last through time. So it's, it's yeah. gonna be a good movie for kids to watch no matter what. I just think there were way too many subplots. It was just a little too convoluted because I wish they could have amped up the message a little more. And I think because of all the subplots, it kind of just got beaten down too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I personally probably wouldn't watch it again after rewatching it this time. But I mean, if you watch it as a kid and loved it, I would recommend like, go watch it again, see how you feel. Hopefully you don't feel the same way I do. Maybe you'll feel like Megan and still love yeah, it. I wrote down at the end of the movie, I just wrote down, great movie. I loved it. <laughs> Me, my last note was, this movie is not great. <laughs> so very opposite opinions. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, it's crazy. I don't disagree with anything you've said, but I still liked it. And like, I had a good time. So like, I, this is one where I'm like, listener, watch the movie and see how you feel. Because I Come had a to fun your own time. conclusion. Um, yeah. I probably would watch it again. I think, I think I would watch it again. I think it's fun. It's not too thinky. <laughs> but the thing is like the message is so like good and thought, there are yeah. so many great messages and i do i like what, the message a lot i just because you said it's like not thinky like i feel like there wouldn't be such great messages in a movie that you don't really like it's a lot it's a little more like fun than like oh here's a really like good message that you need to take home yeah i don't know i am looking at the ranking. And I'm trying to see if I want to us to put it above Johnny Tsunami or below Johnny Tsunami. Hmm. Let me look. Because I think it's better than Cloud Nine. I agree. I don't think it's better than Smart House. No, I don't either. But I liked it a lot. Like, I really did like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you did. Honestly, I am. Where are Um, my Johnny Tsunami notes? (laughs) You are flipping, flipping through that notebook. I'm going through everything. We did it in like January. I'm looking at my Johnny Tsunami notes and I have a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. I was very, I feel, I remember us being oh. very split on this movie. I have a lot of negatives. They're a lot smaller, but they're a lot of negatives. Hmm. I think it's above Johnny Tsunami. I have a lot of technical notes for Johnny Tsunami. Yeah, I do as well. And it was very dramatic. But for me, I think Cowbell, because my big negative is that there's just too much plot. Yeah, like that it kind of hindered the original message. I feel like that's bigger than the small technical issues that they had. I also have like big, I have notes about like the dad was awful. 
in John the dad was Tsunami. Awful. Yeah. And then they had too. they had like one female character who was just used as a prop. <laughs> it's also true. It's also very true. So that's why I was I, I'm I'm leaning above Johnny Tsunami. But I could be convinced lower. <laughs> I mean, I guess okay, I guess I can go above Johnny Tsunami. Cause at least I remember there were some things in Johnny Tsunami that we were like, yikes, like this is yeah. no good, very bad. At least in Cowbells, even though there are too many subplots, all they would have to do is cut it and then like yeah. add some stuff. Exactly. I feel like there was some stuff in Johnny Tsunami that I'm like, you can't, you yeah. can't <laughs> do <Yeah>. that. <laughs> also, like, I think, I think technically this is a better movie. And if you just, yeah, because the they're not doing thing. any. Yeah, they're not doing any like tricks or anything like that. They don't have a bunch I mean, of stunts. They, did so, have, like, they didn't have they to work. They had some like smaller scale stunts. Like they sunk a truck and the girls got covered in blueberries and milk. Yeah, but they aren't doing flips off of mountains. No, they are not doing that. So I feel like that's a little harder to uh, pull off. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I'm, I can I'm go good. above Johnny Tsunami. Okay. So that puts Cowbells in the number 17 slot. On our list of 24 movies. Wow. We're almost hitting 25. I know. That's crazy. Crazy. And it's crazy that our 25th movie is going to be one that we really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. So please join us back next week when we will be reviewing the movie Genius. I have never even heard of this decom. But we do want to pepper in, you know, we're going to watch all the DCOMs. We don't want to burn through the popular ones super quick. So we will be from time to time peppering in maybe some of the lesser known ones. And who knows, maybe some of you listening remember that movie and are excited. If you don't, let us watch it and tell you if it's worth a watch. Yeah, I believe it's a late 90s movie. And so it was out of our generation of Disney. But it may, for some of our listeners, it may be something you remember from childhood. Yeah, I I am excited. I'm excited to see what we get with this one. I'm excited to watch a movie I haven't seen before. Yeah, I feel like we haven't done that in quite a bit. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, Megan, where can you find us online? Well, as always, you can find us over on Instagram at Disney Channel Unoriginal Pod. Also, if you like us, you can rate us five stars. And if you feel so inclined, you can also leave us a review and let us know what decom you want to hear about next. Yeah. And maybe if you leave a fun review, we'll read it on the podcast. Who knows? No problem. Listen, we love reviews. Please. We love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Please leave us some reviews because we want to hear from you. (laughs) Tee hee hee. We release new episodes every Sunday. So until next time, I'm Megan. And I'm Sabrina. And you've been listening to D-Cup. The Disney Channel Unoriginal Podcast. Dun, 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 dun.